Cole, it's the second to last one. It's our last preview. Thank God. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, well, fine then. I'll just do it by myself next year. Okay. Fine. <laughs> For nothing. Uh, Washington and Michigan are playing in the national championship game. We recap the semifinal games. Um, JTC is in the booth. JTC is in the booth. Shout out to Booth. He's playing uh, Battle Roy- No, not Battle Roy- Brawl, Brawl Stars. Stars. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's the national championship game. We've got Michigan. We've got Washington. It might be a short episode, or Cole and I might get into another hour-long argument on this. Who knows at this <laughs> point. <laughs> hey, but you know who's not in the, in the national championship game? The SEC, both future and present teams, thank no God, longer honestly, are in the I'm fine with it. Hey, Cole, this is also the last... Uh, 14 playoff. 14 playoff. RIP. Uh, but for that, let's get into it. I'm Owen Spelnick. My name's Cole Connor. And this is the Panther Pod. All right, kicking things off here. <coughs> There's no bones about it. This is the last game of the season. This is the only game... Of the season. First place team in the Pac-12, first place team in the Big Ten East. Or first place team in the Big Ten, period. Yep. Washington, Michigan. We've covered both of these teams all season long. Michael Penix Jr., J.J. McCarthy. Blake Corum. Yeah. Not J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum. Um... Michael Penix Jr., 4,648 yards passing, 35 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. J.J. McCarthy, 2,851 uh, yards passing, 22 touchdowns, four interceptions. Looking at team stats here, Washington is scoring more points than Michigan. Washington is passing the ball more than Michigan is. Michigan is running the ball better and has the superior defense. Um, they're only giving up 10 points a game, only allowing 170 passing yards a game, and only allowing 93 rushing yards a game up to the championship game, which is insane. Um, Michigan's defense may be may go down as the best defense in college football history um, at this point. Michigan also does not have a future head coach. Um, nothing has officially came out yet, but it is very safe to assume uh, after the news broke earlier on in the week that Jim Harbaugh hired uh, an agent that has a lot of NFL contacts. So hard to say if he will remain at the program. I imagine with the sign-stealing controversy and him having a ban towards the end of the season in regular season games, um, hard to imagine him sticking around for another year. So if Michigan does win, this will likely be their last one in a while. But good news for Ohio State fans, if Jim Harbaugh does decide to leave and bounce to the NFL. Question for you, Cole. Talking about Jim Harbaugh before we get into this real quick. Jim Harbaugh, where do you think he ends up? Does it depend? Do you think his landing spot depends on where? Um, do you think his landing spot depends on how well he does in yeah. the national championship game? Absolutely. I mean, I don't think that. I think that any team that signs him is signing a great coach. But I think that if he wins this Natty, he's going to get a more uh, pre- premier 
landing spot. Okay. Um, possible landing spots for him right now are uh, number one are the Raiders. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are I, that just feels so weird. Um, they're without a head coach. They have an interim in right now. Um, it would be very possible that we see Harbaugh to Las Vegas. Uh, the Patriots, another one. Uh, Bill Belichick is gone after this season. Is it confirmed that he's gone? Yes. It has came out uh, multiple times that he is gone after this season. Does Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh do a little flip-flop there, and Bill Belichick goes down to Possibly. <laughs> Michigan? Possibly. Honestly, I feel like Bill Belichick's coaching style could work in college. Well, and the thing with Bill Belichick is he has to be the GM wherever he signs. He, But in the NFL, it is very clear with the roster that the Patriots have had the past two seasons, Bill Belichick has lost his touch as a GM. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't know what's, you know, what's what now. Um, Another landing spot that I think we could see with uh, Jim Harbaugh is the team in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh Commanders, Redskins, whatever you – the football team in Washington, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it, is, it, it is very safe to assume that with the new owner, uh, both Ron Rivera and the GM up in Washington believe that they will be fired after this season or at least let go. And a lot of changes are going to come to the capital. Same with Carolina. Same with Carolina. Carolina has also fired their one-year – their first-year head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to figure out something, maybe possible landing spots. Something that's also interesting to me, Cole, is you see a lot of these college coaches now going to the pros because it's a little bit easier to coach. Isn't that a wild statement to say? And that's because you can't just sign free agents out of the willy-nilly in the NFL like you can in in college. You can't tamper with another team and contact a a player outside of that free agency. Because then you get shut down real quick by the NFL. Doesn't matter. It's Wild West in college football. It's weird that the adults have more boundaries and rules and regulations than the kids do. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with the NCAA's governing ability at this point. They the one the there's multiple downsides to the NIL deal and to the NIL agreement. Mm-hmm. Um that's a big one, yeah. is your top athletes in the United States of America and possibly the world, depending, um, are going to start making much more money than they ever did in uh, college than than what they did in the NFL. And that's going to cause GMs to kind of have a – they're going to have to raise the salary cap in the NFL yeah. to accommodate these players who are used to making that money already in college. And Well, and what could happen as well – is that maybe? Um, and th- th- these are rumors as well that I've uh, that I've seen that I've lis- listened to. Is that maybe the NFL kind of gets doesn't get into bed with college football, but they they look at college football and they say, "All right, here's how we do it. Mm-hmm. Do it, yeah, pretty much." Looking at the conference commissioners, looking at whoever, looking at the university university presidents and chancellors and athletic directors, looking at them and going, "All right, this is this is what we do. Take this and use this." Yeah, we don't want to raise our salary cap. Salary cap. You need <laughs> not salary crap. Salary cap. You need to put a cap on nil. Yeah. For me personally, I don't think that's like. I think nil should be 
you should like college football players should not make more than like sixty thousand dollars. Oh, I was gonna say a million. <laughs> no, I was gonna. I was, I'm. I'm gonna say sixty because here's the thing. That's enough. You d- like if you have a college freshman, a 17 year old. Let's say, okay, there are plenty of people who start college at 17 year olds, who they come from nothing and they just get handed eight million dollars. Nico uh, Alimave yeah. at Tennessee. Say I don't. I don't know his background, but just say he came from nothing. Okay, and then he gets paid that eight million dollar NIL deal that Tennessee gave him. Or the boosters at Tennessee gave him. What what is going to happen to that? You know what is it? What, what's going to happen to that money? What's going to happen to like that's zero to hundred real quick. Not saying that maybe he's not. And again, this is just an example. And that's not saying that some players aren't mature enough to handle that much money. But golly, if I just got hate handed eight million dollars after the salary that I oh, make, be gone. I mean, I, I, I yeah. So. I, I, I think that you've got to cap it. I was going to say, um, rev, I think I think the majority of where this money should come come from is the TV networks. Yeah, I think players, if they're going to get paid through NIL, it's not university shouldn't pay them. It should be the TV. Yeah, it should be. You should, you TV should get a, networks a, and endorsements. Yeah, it should it should be um, uh, the revenue sharing. Okay, yeah. and and let's be honest here. Let's be honest. The um, the TV network can afford to pay every single player in the, in the oh, college football one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, each player if they got pay, if they paid them fifty thousand dollars for the season or for the year, say the year, okay, that's something they can number one they can live off of pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Okay, we all know they're not paying for school. Yeah, so that's something they can live off of pretty easily. That's something they can, they can manage and and it's a much more inside of the college football locker room when it comes to places like Alabama or it comes to places like Ohio State. Those are very strict and structured programs. You don't think Nick Saban's going to have a have a word with how these 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 players are dealing with their money? Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen it. We've seen it in different programs that are having these money management classes, these NIL fifth quarter West Virginia's was called fifth quarter for a long time. Uh, but these these trusts, like ours is the Country Road Trust, or the NIL collectives that they have, there's you know there there's going to be some money management that goes along with this as well. Um, in, in my personal opinion, I would think because I feel like for coaches, it's just it's hard to manage this when you've got seventeen when you may have a seventeen year old and eighteen year old freshman making more than a fifth year starter. Yeah. Well, and I think what it does to a lot of programs as well is you have, like you said, a 17, 18-year-old who's touted as Arch Manning. Yeah. Perfect example. Perfect example. Um, You have a case like Arch Manning, who in his case has handled it perfectly. Yeah, I think he's handled Well, and also it's freshmen are not allowed to talk to the media during the year. Yeah. During the season, so. But... At the same time, you don't see him posting on, like, you don't see him flaunting anything. You see that image of a very carefully controlled individual. You yeah. don't see him, like, taunting his uh, or flaunting his money out anywhere. You don't see him uh, in a new Ferrari. You don't see him anything like that. Yeah, you don't see him showboating. Thank you, Jay. Uh, applause! Applause for the booth. Applause, for, applause for the booth on that one. Again, we need to get him a headset for next season. Yeah, just not even a mic. Just he can cut in whenever he wants to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's gonna have to have a mic then. Well, I mean, if we get him like a, I don't know. Uh, he's got a headset. 
Oh, I mean, I have a headset over there we could probably use. We could probably plug next it up season. and say, yeah, next season how it works. Maybe yeah. Wednesday. Maybe Wednesday we get Jay with a headset. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, but no, it, it causes a lot of ego to younger players and younger players not really buying into the system because they think they're too good to yeah. buy into the system. And that's what a lot of college football is. Is like, hey, you're coming up from high school you have the stuff for it, yeah. but do you have the mind to actually comprehend the playbook and be a team player? And for a lot of places too, you're getting in, uh, like a lot of college, or a lot of high school kids are getting NIL deals in high school. Yeah, going into college. Yeah, so and that's that's a big recruiting chip as well. There needs to be a unit like college football needs to be, and I hate saying this because I love the purity of college athletics of the the grind of not only being a student but also being an athlete as well and i love the purity of like they're just normal people that really are really good at the highest level um both mentally and physically when it comes to sports and but at this point the ncaa literally does not know what it's doing yeah it has lost its law it First lost its power after uh, Oklahoma sued them back in the 80s or 90s uh, over television rights. Mm-hmm. And the NCAA lost that, and that became, became a uh, the start of a very slippery slope down to where we're at today, where the NCAA has no power. Because the NCAA doesn't only manage football. They also manage tennis. They also manage golf, women's basketball, track. swimming, track, Rival, like you can't yeah. as one. That's that's a monopoly right yeah. there. That's a monopoly on college athletics, and that's partially why they don't have any powers because the U.S. government walked in and said this this does not work. So college football needs to be its own thing, at least at the highest level. Division Division One A FBS, yeah. okay, needs to be its own. And some would argue that Power Five and Group of Five need to be its own. Need to be separate. I disagree with that. Because I think keeping no once you get to Division One FBS, mm-hmm. I, I think that after that you're fine. I think I think that's fine. That's 133 teams. That's manageable with a some sort of effective governing a, body. Effect, effective governing body. Okay, if the NFL can do it with 32 32 owners and a commissioner, then the NC or college football can do it with 10 commissioners and then a college football president or yeah. or in Jimbo's words a college football czar yeah. <laughs> um, the the college football needs to have college football minds in the room making these decisions and who knows maybe soon something happens as of right now past 2026 there is no playoff it's a two-year deal and that's it so I think at some point I think we're getting to a point like we did in the 70s where another great split happens where uh, like just how we got FBS and FCS, we're now going to get college football and then NCAA football. Or maybe it's called amateur football and NCAA football. Yeah, I think there is going to be a split like that. But honestly, if that split happens, ultimately – these programs, and I would love to say these, like LSU and West Virginia, aren't included in it. That we're the good guys. No, we're not. Um, it's there is nothing that can be done about under the table stuff. Like unless, it's not under the table anymore. No, it's all no, legal. It's not. But hear me out. If we go back to players, uh, let's 
take your example. Players only make sixty grand. Yeah, like that's the cap. That's the hard. You, cap. you get fifty thousand from TV revenue, and then ten thousand on your own. Whatever that may be, whatever sponsorships that may be, sixty. That's your cap. So if that happens, what's to keep a player from going back to the program and saying, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm not really." Bam is offering me, you know, a Jaguar and a penthouse if I go down to Tuscaloosa. Well, but see, that, that's where... that goes back to the SMU days where they were just throwing out money, Boku, to everyone. Well, and see, that could where you could put it in an IL clause is, um, like, property or physical um, attributes contribute to that $10,000. So if, they're, if Bama's offering them a Ferrari... That's over ten, obviously over ten thousand dollars. That's a hundred. That's a hundred thousand, hundred twenty thousand dollar car. Maybe yeah. even more than that. You know, <laughs> it's at least worth a, a, a car. Um, so, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, that's over the ten thousand. So maybe that's something you put in with this new thing of like, hey, you can't do that. And you just can't do that. Okay. So what's to keep the? And I'm I'm truly not trying to shoot your idea. No, no, down no, no. This is a all. good discussion to have. Um, what's to keep the players from getting like take the SMU for take SMU yeah. because they got hit with the death penalty back in the eighties. It's the most recent example of a program being hit with a two year like die ban. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Dickerson on that SMU team in the uh, 30 for 30 that they put out on it essentially said Texas A&M offered him a brand new gold uh, Trans Am Camaro. And he didn't accept it. His mom signed for the car, but he was the one who was driving it. Like, it's not... That is... And I'm not like... No, 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 no. You're you're bringing up good points. But... There will always be workarounds like that in college football. Um, no matter how stringent you get, teams will get creative. Teams Booster clubs will program, get creative. Programs will get creative. They will. And that's that's part of the game, okay? Uh, but I think it helps, though, when you have a governing body that's actually going to do something yeah. about it. So, like, if there was to be a breakaway and there is a college football or amateur football league or college football association, something like that that's, that goes out there, if they are actually in, and, and here's the biggest thing too is having the, the state governments and the biggest one, the federal government behind you on this. If they are to have that kind of power, are they are they are able to actually levy and regulate this? They've got to be able to go through with it. Right now, the NCAA is taking too long for investigations. There's no time period. Like the Art Briles thing broke. Yeah. Like the, the, the ruling on Art Briles and Baylor happened in 2022 or 20 yeah 2022 it was last year okay or no excuse me two Two years ago ago. jinx uh it happened in 2022 do you realize when all that stuff came out about art browse 2016 2006 it took them six years for something that art browse isn't even involved anymore all those players are gone yeah they're all they're either at the nfl they quit or they're you know RG3 is not even in the league anymore. <laughs> Reggie Bush at USC, another perfect example. You had, you know, and I will love Reggie Bush until the day I die as a Saints fan, um, but that was a perfect example. It took them, what, five years after everything came out about Reggie Bush at USC um, when he was accepting under-the-table uh, money for his family and everything. And granted, he was in the right. Like, it – 
legally he was not in the right, but morally he was in the right. He did what he had to do to support his family. Um, and the NCAA, five years after the fact, uh, penalized him and stripped him of his Heisman. It's like nothing's going to change the fact that he was the best player in college football. Yeah. You just won't give him the award anymore. Yeah. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's – the NCAA is – they are not levying power. And at this point, the conference commissioners need to come together. All ten of them, not just the five yeah. – or four now – but the ten of them or nine of them need to come together and say, this is what we're going to do. But here's also the issue. Here's the biggest issue. It's the SEC and the Big Ten. Tony Petiti yep. and Greg Sankey. Yeah. They, as it sits right now, love it. They don't they don't they don't want They don't want competitive football. They number one, they don't want competitive football, but also they don't want to not be able to have their way. They yeah. they get to pick and choose and do what they want to do. Yeah. The ESPN, they are going to be the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what could happen, and this is just theory, and we've gotten way off topic yeah. talking about this national championship. We'll, we'll get we'll to wrap it. this conversation up, then we'll get back to covering the game. But to be fair, it is our only game that we're recapping, yes. so, or previewing. Um, but uh, with the SEC and the Big Ten, Here's what here's another possibility that could happen is the other seven mm-hmm. conference commissioners, the ACC, the Big 12, the AAC, the Sun Belt, Conference USA, Mountain West, the MAC. Am I forgetting one? I'm not for, I don't think I'm forgetting one on that one. Um obviously no no Pac-12. Yeah. RIP. Um but all all of those conferences can get together and say, "Hey, we're going to have this this league, we're going to have this uh, this uh, this league, SEC and Big Ten. You need to be a part of this. This is college football. SEC and Big Ten go. Nope, we're going to go do our own thing. You guys have fun. You create this college football league. SEC and Big Ten. Hey, we're going to go be our own league. NFL Junior over here, or try to be okay. And we're going to go play our national championship. We're going to go all this. Here's what I. Th- that is not sustainable. No, that can't, that, that, that won't be SEC sustained. Big Ten model will not work. It won't all. work because people are going to get sick of it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great for five years. Yeah, sure, we'll have Alabama, Michigan, we'll have Georgia, Ohio State. Yeah, that's fine, and TV networks will eat it up. LSU, Iowa, baby. <laughs> LSU, Iowa, <laughs> <laughs> LSU, Oregon, or yeah. you know, like it won't work. No, it won't work because people are going to see it'll, through it. It will look great. Four, I would give it less than five. I would say it will be amazing for three years. And then after that, it will fail. <laughs> because people will get tired of it. Yeah. There's not a variety. Nope. And then your TV money goes away. And as soon as your TV money, then that then it realizes that, oh, SEC Big Ten, they're just going to go back. Go crawling back. Go crawling back. And they're going to have to. And it's not that that other league's going to blow everybody out of the water. I don't think it will. Mm. I really don't. I, th- I don't think, and I, I don't think Oklahoma State and uh, Utah State are going to draw a lot of money. They're not. Uh, it's, it's just how yeah. it is. Unfortunately, I would love for it to, but it's, not, it's, it's just not yeah. going to. Um, but the SEC Big Ten, yeah, it'll be great having all these big matchups. But you're still going to have Ohio State versus Rutgers. Yeah, you're still going to have Vanderbilt. That somebody's got to be at the bottom. Yeah, you you will not. 
And, if it, only, and not everybody can be top dog. That's not yeah. how football works. The only reason why the SEC Big Ten thing will fail is because programs like Vanderbilt, Mizzou, Auburn, uh, just to name a few in the SEC, where – and Mizzou, honestly, not a good example from this year, but historically. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss, that's yeah. another one. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. You have to have all of these middle-of-the-road to lower-tier teams to be able to compete with the big dogs mm-hmm. in Alabama – or not, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Michigan, Ohio State. Like, the, the teams – Penn State, that's yeah. another one. The teams that are going to be on top of that would go through everybody, and no one would like it. Nobody it would like it. It would just be terrible. Yeah, and and honestly, it'll be great for – like you said, give it that three years. You know what ends up happening? SC and Big Ten go, we can compete with the NFL. Yeah. We can, we can do that. We can start putting our games on Sundays and compete. You can. No. You can't. It won't happen. Yeah. It, because as much as I don't like the NFL, and I'm not a big no, supporter. The NFL, yeah, the NFL I'm, has a monopoly on Sundays in the fall. Yes. The NFL is – that that is that is the most watched sport in the United States. Mm-hmm. It is the in in financially it earns hand over fist what college football earns. Now, of course, I think college football has the potential to earn more if they were to get their act together and and uh, put you know have a governing body that actually works and and work together and have rules that are actually sustainable and rules that are regulated and you know. And enforced, but that's besides the point. The NFL rules Sundays. It rules football because think about it. We have the national championship tomorrow night. This is Sunday. Tomorrow night on Monday, we have the national championship, and then college football is over with. Okay, for another month, for an entire month, we still have NFL football. It is the best, and I'm not arguing college football versus NFL. Uh, I'm arguing that the NFL playoffs are the best form of professional football played on the planet yes because then it actually means something to these teams exactly and, and that's the th- and that's the, also the difference between professional football and college football is college football focuses heavily on the regular season or at least it used to yeah used to focus heavily on the regular season whereas the nfl you have 17 weeks of football and week five does not matter no Come playoff time. Now that's another loss in your column. And if you were like Tennessee today, or uh, Indianapolis last night, or the Saints, those that that could be a big loss. Okay, but it doesn't matter if you're five and eleven or eleven and five. Yeah, it, it you're gonna go either. You're not gonna go to the playoffs or great week five. You and they got a nice win. Awesome. The playoffs are really are where it matters. The entire season builds the playoff. The entire NFL is built around its and- postseason. Honestly, you already see that in college with NCAA men's basketball. You do. Like, you are not – if you watch every single college basketball game available in the regular season, first of all, kudos to you. I need your job so that way I can, you know, do the exact same thing and have that much free time on my hands. Yeah. Because um, there's so much of it. There is so much and of it. Same thing can be said with the NFL. There's literally 17 weeks of the regular season. 
Now, granted, those weeks are con- condensed down to Sundays, Mondays, uh, Wednesday, or Sundays, Thursdays. Mondays, Thursdays, and uh, Saturdays. Sometimes Saturdays this like in December and January. But at this point in the season, you're only going to have four more weeks. So I, I think there's something to be said about where NCAA men's basketball does such a good job of managing that expectation and how they've branded March Madness into this, you know, colossal event. Um, And maybe college football pulls from that, not necessarily with a 64-man tournament, because, God, while that would be amazing to have that much football to watch, it would just be too much. Yeah. Be too much to follow. Um, Honestly, I think college football needs to have two seasons. You need to have the regular season, which is August through November, okay, championship week. Conference championship week is last Saturday, November, okay? And then your second season is bowl season. So you've got your regular season. Great. Let's go through the let's go through the list. All right, cool. We've got all 82 bowl eligible teams. All of our conference champions will go play for playoff. Okay. So you have your regular season that's billed as the regular season. Rivalry games. Uh, who's in for your conference championship? Different things like that. We don't touch the playoff till December. In December, we have bowl games. Bowl games are released. We've got Army-Navy. Um, we've got all these special postseason stuff that's a treat that, just like a kid, you can't have – you need to eat your dinner first, and then you can go get a cookie from the cookie jar. Yeah. Okay? So ex- we need to have our dinner first, and it's delicious. It's a, it's, it's a, 60, it's a 10-ounce sirloin with a baked potato and cheese fries. You and can't a, eat that. We don't have to discuss that on the podcast, Cole. That is very... Uh, shut up, Jay. <laughs> As I was saying, it's a nice full course meal. It's delicious, okay? Um, it, it's fun. It's... it's it's gr- it's a fry it's a bucket of fried chicken okay with mashed potatoes and a and a nice old biscuit with coleslaw mac and cheese okay it's a full course meal full course home cooked meal it's great for what it is but you know what i'm not going to go and sit here and spoil my dinner by eating four cookies as well with it i'm going to eat my dinner and then i'm i'm going to have a cookie after dinner or two or two to savor it there's nothing wrong you know yeah. Or if you're, if they're small enough, seven, as Jay said, okay, not twenty-four, <laughs> not not twenty-four, not twenty-four, not nah. but no. Um, but then we're getting into March Madness. Yeah, you no, need. You, I, I hear you. You need to separate and have two seasons. I think that's the best way to do it. Is bill it as regular season, rivalry games, conference championship week, opening week. You know, the these are big time games. Which, that, if as you're describing it, it sounds a lot like the championship era of not the bcs yeah and that's exactly golden era of college football yeah from 1998 to 2014 the golden era of college football lsu won a national championship in the playoff era so i'm I'm not going to comment on which era i think is better because that's just going to start an argument and we need to finish this episode you could argue that the bcs is the better era because you won two national championships I did. lsu did win two national championships in the bcs era yes however the 2019 lsu team would not have been able to compete in the bcs era because of how media influenced the bcs era was now granted playoff era hasn't really proved yeah but 
still there's at least some merit in the playoff idea. So let's see what the Florida State that. Let's see what the twelve team playoff will bring next season and when Florida State gets smacked sixty three to nothing against they Georgia were on Alabama. their third string. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. To the national championship game. Yes. It is Wash it is Big Ten versus Big Ten, pretty much. Yeah. It is your last final Pac twelve champion, the Washington Huskies versus the Michigan Wolverines. Okay. Michael Penix Jr., we've heard all about him all season. He was a Heisman finalist. Some would say didn't he win was. It. He didn't win it. He was in purple and gold, but not the right purple and gold there. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. is 4,648 yards passing compared to J.J. McCarthy for Michigan, 2,851 yards passing. For, um, I think this is going to be a big thing, is Blake Corum is healthy. Dylan Johnson for Washington is not. And Dylan Johnson got hurt with a lower body injury. I think it was an ankle injury uh, in the Sugar Bowl against Texas. For, uh, from what I've read and what I've seen is Dylan Johnson is, quote-unquote, ready to go. He's ready to go for the national championship game. So maybe he didn't get as badly injured. It was just kind of more of a sprain or a little bit of a bang-up. Or he's playing through it. Or he's playing through it. It is the national championship game. That is a good. That is a good point. It's the last game for the off season. You can take some rest off. Okay. Uh, Blake Corum, just absolute. I mean, monster yeah, on course. the ground. Single handedly, I would say, won them the game uh, in the Rose Bowl against Alabama. Got mm-hmm. that final touchdown, big man touchdown, and uh, yeah. So this Michael Penix Jr is going to throw the ball all over the place, and wherever he throws it, it's going to be catchable. Okay, yeah. It's going to be caught. This is the best defensive matchup versus offensive matchup that either of these teams have seen. Yes. Okay, Michigan is going to dig down deep in the trenches and come after you on that defensive line. Washington is going to go over the top and air it out and make you boat race them. I am genuinely not trying to change the subject again, but you know what this reminds me of quite a good bit? What? Texas, USC. Has that similar feel. By the way, did you know that Pete Carroll Mm -hmm. and Jim Harbaugh are the only two coaches ever to make a a national championship appearance in college football? And a Super Bowl appearance. However, neither one of them have won it. So, there's that. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Receiving yards, obviously. Obviously. Pete Carroll won a Super Bowl in a natty. He won a natty when he was at USC. He did win a natty, but he hasn't won. He's won a Super Bowl. That's right. He won for the Seahawks because they were. it was the year before the Patriots. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, Before that. Harbaugh. Made an appearance against his brother, the Harbaugh Bowl. Yes, uh, with the 49ers, and he lost that game because the power went out. Um, and then, <laughs> um, in the Superdome in New Orleans, don't know how that happened. Um, we'll see if he can win an Eddie. Yep, uh, obviously, Washington is the high-flying, air-it-out, Mike Leach type of offense with Kalen DeBoer at the helm uh, for head coach. Rome Undunes 
is 1,500 yards receiving versus Roman Wilson from Michigan. He's only 735 on the year. Uh, Michael Penix has 38 touchdowns. Blake Corum from Michigan has the highest touchdowns. That's 26, and that's the running back, okay? J.J. McCarthy does not have no both passing and rushing, does not have um, – the most touchdowns for the team. Now, here's what I will say, though, too, is J.J. McCarthy is a good, like, B to B-minus quarterback for the Wolverines. He is a decent quarterback that if you need him to keep you in the game, he will keep you in the game. He's not Michael Penix, but he will keep you in the game. He's not going to make the many mistakes, but he's also not going to make the amazing throws, the amazing... um, I am not comparing him to his greatness level, but... J.J. McCarthy is very much the Tom Brady of Michigan, yeah. where if you put him well, in Well, which is there, really funny because Tom Brady did play at Michigan. So yes, and good comparison as well. If you put J.J. McCarthy in a game, he will get you the win. His stats will not be impressive. Brady, if you look at his stats over his career, does not throw the deep ball, really can kind of hit the middle to short, but his mind will absolutely kill you. Yes. And that's what J.J. McCarthy and, is to this Michigan And they're team. not super mobile either. Now, J.J. McCarthy is more mobile than Tom Brady, but Tom Brady wasn't – he didn't get hurt. No, they're true pocket passers, and they're reliable. Yes. Um, and, and they're – yeah, exactly. They're reliable. However, Michael yeah. Penix is way more – I mean, just yeah. amazing. And, I, and me and my dad were watching the Texas-Washington game, and dad looked at me and he goes – Washington could very well win the national championship after watching the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. and watching the Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. He said Michigan it just and it's not that they're a bad team. They're not. They're 14 and 0. Okay. No. Now, they did play a warm-up schedule for a regular season schedule, yeah. you know, all the way up until Iowa or uh, Ohio State or Penn State, I'm sorry, Penn State. Yeah. And uh you know, they they're not a bad team, but they can't they are they are a hard nose run heavy yeah big they 10 are a football traditional team. football team whereas washington is that traditional west coast football air you kind of air raid system yeah so it is either going to be an absolute boat race of a game if washington can score early on mm-hmm. they will win the game here's what i'm thinking is i'm thinking it's going to be one of the best national championship games we've seen in a while yes and here's why it's Besides because, 2019 LSU. Come on now. <laughs> Snooze fest. By a million, A literal baby. meal in that game, Jay. Yeah. What was it, 65 to 20 against Clemson? Pretty much. Yeah. It was snooze fest. Um, I enjoyed this it. Is what, I know you enjoyed it. This is one I, – I, I think this is going to be the one of the best national championship games we've seen in a long time because – is also and not only is it going to be a physical game on both from Michigan, okay. This is a this is going to be a physical game for Michigan, mm-hmm. okay. Michigan's going to be physical. I think Washington is going to have to bring their physicality, which is something they have not had to do much this season. Yeah, Oregon both both times is the time they've had to be the most physical, okay. Um, however. Michigan is not going to be accustomed to Michael Penix Jr. and that high-flying offense of the Huskies. But the Huskies are not going to be used to the Michigan defense. They're both going to run into a buzzsaw, and I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game than we think. 
I think there's a good chance that we break the 30s. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. For that reason, okay, looking at all this, this is a battle of undefeated undefeateds here. 14-0 Washington, 14-0 Big, uh, 14-0 Michigan. I am going to pick the Huskies. 35-28, the Huskies win the national championship and go out with a bang heading into the Big Ten. What's the old adage? Offense wins games, defense wins championships, something like that. Sure, we'll go with that. Defense wins championships. Michigan has the best defense, possibly of all time, in college football. While I think their offense is amazing, I don't think Washington's defense will be able to stop Blake Corum and J.J. McCarthy. I think that the Wolverines' defense will be able to stop Michael Penix Jr. And, yeah, Michael Penix Jr. Okay, but... No, (laughs) let me finish. Michigan is the better team going into this matchup because they are more well-rounded. I think that the Michigan Wolverines will win the national championship. The main reason why I'm picking them is because of that defense. I think that Michigan has seen a more similar team to Washington than Washington has seen to Michigan. Michigan. Who besides Oregon has Washington played that has a semi-traditional hard-nosed, running-down-your-mouth football team. Utah. Cool. Okay, I'll give it to you, though. Who has Michigan played that has has an air-raid, high-powered offense? Ohio State. Dude, they – no, 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 not this year. Absolutely not. Yeah, but this team – They scored 24 points against – this team is designed to win – National championships, and they win national championships because of their defense. Here's what all I'm going to say. Ryan Day's offense is good enough to warrant a replacement for Washington. It yes, not. it is. It does not. Kyle McCord does not. He went to Syracuse. He does not. Did you watch that Ohio State offense? Yeah. In 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 the this uh, year, it looked like crap. Yeah. Every other year that they have played which they have played Ohio's a lot of players on Whatever. this Michigan team. They also had CJ Stroud. They also also had Connor Stallions in the bleachers as well. So I mean <sighs> I, I mean I'm just no I get it. I I get it. Um no, I'm picking Michigan. I think their defense is better and I think that they'll win the game. Have fun taking an L at the end of the year call. 
I would love to go back through and tally everything up, but I really don't have the time for it. We, next year we will keep it. We keep we'll a keep tally. A running tally. We'll keep a running tally. We tried to do it this year, and I just couldn't keep up with it. So I'll keep it up in like a spreadsheet or something. Well, we we just keep it on the whiteboard. We have the whiteboard up here, either that yeah. one or the big one. We can just keep it up there. Yeah. So there you go. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. <laughs> uh, we hey we went hey we did pretty good on time here I think we weren't trying to kill time but I think we did pretty good time on uh, we had good conversation I never enjoyed this so uh, Wednesday is going to be fun one of us is going to be really bragging okay we're not even going to be bragging on Wednesday I you know the first thing that I'm going to do if Michigan wins the game is text you immediately yeah. or call you yeah I might call you talk some crap no gosh yeah yeah. Oh, well. But, Cole, this is the second last time. We got one more. We got one more till July, till media days. It's sad. Yep. For that, I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor. And thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.